0: In one way, I am not surprised about this year, because I've done everything I wanted to do, but everything was different because the emotions were different, the interactions were different. So in a technical way, I did everything right, but because I couldn't be with people, everything was different.
1: Despite a global pandemic, Kaitan Klipalski fulfilled a lot of his plans for this year. He went to school at the University of Warsaw, but he studied at home, not at the university itself. He dove into a passion project, working with Polish high school students. He also did something he never could have planned. He took part in the biggest protest movement his country has seen in decades. But his biggest takeaway from this year is how precious it is to be around other people.
0: I had to learn how to deal with myself, so, this is a series of big changes, emotional changes.
1: For the third installment of our 20 and 2020 series, we're talking to Kajtan in Poland, where he's living through many of his formative experiences from home, all while his country goes through a decisive moment of its own. I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take.
0: I'm Kajetan Kripalski. I live in Warsaw. I'm a philosophy and culture studies student, feminist, and also an activist. I've never wanted to say about myself as an activist, but I don't know how to say it in other way. I'm active in some initiatives, and I'm also a musician, and yeah.
1: Kajetan's multilingual, and agreed to do this whole interview with us in his second language.
0: I've always had English in my primary school, but it was more about the grammar, less about talking. I didn't use it uh, like in one or two years. I'm only reading.
1: And every once in a while during our conversation, you can hear him type something on his keyboard as he tried to find the right word to express what was on his mind.
0: So my tongue, uh, my tongue is not prepared to talk in English like more than a half, a half of hour.
1: Kaitan likes to DJ and wants to be a producer. But the pandemic and being home alone so often this year has changed his relationship to music.
0: When I'm DJing, I'm playing electronic music. But when I'm alone, I'm most of the time listening to the classical music because it makes me calm. I've always listened to techno when I was uh, running into the bus, for example, to get more energy. In the pandemic, I can't uh, listen to the techno because it makes me nervous.
1: So classical music does the opposite?
0: Some way, some way, it makes me rest, you know. When I've got like four hours of classes, I need to make something to go off this studying mode. So, I'm playing something to just to breathe and to feel differently,
1: like a lot of university students this year, Kaeton's been taking classes online because of the pandemic. Studying from home has been a learning experience in a few ways.
0: Everything was remote, so everyone did everything at home. So I've got to face my home organization. For example, I had to learn how to organize myself in one place and it was really hard to cook every day.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: I like to cook, but, but uh, it's really hard to do it uh, every day. And I had to face my mess. <laughs> when uh, it wasn't pandemia, I could do some mess. But then I could just quit my home and go to the university. And when I'm living in my mess all the time, I'm tired all the time. <laughs> and I'm getting nervous and I cannot concentrate. It was, it was really frustrating.
1: But still, he has been studying a lot, as he'd planned, pandemic or not.
0: I planned to uh, study. I think that's all. Because I don't know at the moment what do I want to do in the future. So I give myself the place to learn and, and just to explore. So I didn't have any strict plans. But, for example, I wanted to go to France to the winery to pick grapes.
1: Working abroad would have been great for his language skills, as Kaitan's also learning French. And like a lot of 20-year-olds, he wanted to earn and save some money this summer. France's minimum wage is also a lot higher than Poland's. So it's a good place for a summer job.
0: In France, it's like 10 euros per hour. So one euro is like five zlotys. So I can go after two weeks back to Poland with a huge amount of money. It would give me a possibility not to work a whole year.
1: That's what Kaitan did last year. He got the contact information of a vineyard owner through a family friend who lives in France and texted him about a summer job picking grapes.
0: It was a beautiful experience, but it was also hard work. I've got a a back pain for like one a week.
1: (laughs) Because of the pandemic, that didn't happen this year. And he's not the only person he knows who lost work.
0: I've got many friends who... Actually, got financial problems because they were fired
1: because of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, because of the pandemic, and they uh, had to go back to their parents. That, for example, they do not like. <laughs> it's actually very hard for twenty years old to go back to uh, parents' home.
1: But even without that summer job, Kaeton was able to maintain some independence. He was financially okay, thanks in part to his other family members who live close by.
0: I think myself as a privileged person because I don't get the financial problems. I live like one kilometer away from my grandparents, for example. So they help me uh, with making dinners. And and that's a lot, actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course have you been able to see them during the pandemic or are you keeping your distance?
0: I was keeping my distance because I wasn't uh, afraid of myself, but I was really afraid about them. And it was hard because my grandparents uh, were missing me and they wanted to see me and they were persuading me to come and I had to have uh, a really strong will. <laughs> so
1: Of course, it's so hard.
0: It was heartbreaking for me
1: even though he's isolated from a lot of his community. Like a lot of other people in their 20s, Kaitan's trying to leave his mark on the world around him. He's doing this through something called the Open University. It's not related to his own school, and it's also not really a university. It's more like a series of classes for Polish public high schoolers.
0: The idea came through the dialogue, I think, and the experience of public high school, which is quite authoritarian and wants students to listen and to to learn how to interpret in one strict way. So we wanted to show that there's a possibility to interpret in a different way, that the humanities are more interesting. It's actually a really huge topic.
1: Poland has public high schools, private high schools and something called social schools. They're like non-profits. That's the kind Kajtan went to.
0: I I really liked my high school. The teachers uh, were actually great. I love the schools.
1: But when he went to university, things were different.
0: When I came to the university, I've seen that a lot of students are actually closed in some way. They didn't want to talk. They didn't get used to how to talk with teachers and with the professors, and it was weird because when I was talking with them, I, I've seen that most of them understand everything. But they was scared in some way, and they were used to be quiet.
1: He asked his mom about it. She's a teacher, and she told him that Poland's public education system is pretty hierarchical. It doesn't encourage much dialogue between students and their teachers. Over the last few years, education reform has become a pretty big deal in Poland. The government, led by the right-wing Law and Justice Party, has made some controversial changes to the way schools are run. And it's against this backdrop that Kajtan and his colleagues launched the project to ease students into more conversations with academics and to encourage them to speak up more often.
0: We want to spread the idea of interdisciplinary communities and intergenerational dialogue. We want to make young people the subject of the politics, but not making them political in a straight way, but we want to make them talk and we want to spread the culture of the university to the public high schools.
1: And that's what Kaitan's been doing, contacting high schools and finding speakers to talk to the students. They began holding remote lectures this fall. In some ways, the pandemic has been useful because being remote means they can bring in speakers from anywhere in the world. They've gotten some pretty high-profile guests, like Poland's Human Rights Commissioner. That's especially important now, given some of the changes Poland's Law and Justice Party has made in recent years. Poland's ongoing judicial and media reforms threaten the rule of law. The rights of the LGBT community have come under threat in Poland after the country established LGBT-free zones.
0: The ruling Law and Justice Party has adopted the nationalist rhetoric and placed it in the mainstream of the country's politics.
1: And listening to the students' interests, you can tell how they feel about the direction the country is headed in. What kinds of topics interest people the most?
0: Right now, the topics about law and topics about women's rights and how can we protest, uh, what consequences we can expect, for example.
1: There's a reason why women's rights have been a big topic lately. Weeks of rage pouring through the streets of Warsaw, women fighting to protect what little right to abortion they have against a government that's trying to take it away. In October, the Polish government tried to push through an almost total ban on abortion. Feminists, including Kajtan, had been in the streets fighting abortion restrictions for years. But these were the biggest protests of any kind that the country had seen in three decades. The night the restriction was announced, people took to the streets, including Kajtan. And after that, mass protests continued every day.
0: We've got organized strikes, but there's a lot of spontaneous strikes. The spontaneous strikes are maybe even better because those spontaneous strikes trigger and release emotions more. And they are more difficult to pacify from the police.
1: Then, on November 3rd, the government announced the abortion ban would be paused indefinitely. For now, the women's movement has won. But the protests have continued, even though they're not taking place every day. Kaitan still goes often, a couple times a week.
0: People want to hold still this power of, of the protests. The strike is about abortion ban. The strike is about the government tendencies. And it's also about manifesting women's rights. It's, it's about many things. But the strike is exceptional for me because I've never been in a situation where the strike would be so long-term.
1: This wasn't Kaitan's first time taking part in a protest about abortion. But the protests this time were intense. And so was the police response. They used tear gas and batons on the people out in the streets. And there's also the fact that Kaitan was protesting in the middle of a pandemic After several months being mostly home alone.
0: It was a mixture of feelings because in one way I was excited and in the second way I was scared. And in this whole year I've forgotten how to be with people and how to react in one big uh, mass of people. So I've noticed the feelings that I didn't uh, see before. For example, I've never been scared in, in a crowd This year, I I was scared a few times, but I don't know if it's because of the isolation or it's the consequence of the government and this abortion protest. I don't know. It's actually hard to say.
1: Kaitan thinks the isolation might have had another impact on the protests. This one on a larger scale.
0: I think the loneliness and the isolation is one of the aspects of uh, strikes power because it's only a possibility to be together.
1: And being together with people in person is important for Kaitan. So for his 21st birthday in November, he threw a party, a much smaller one than he usually throws.
0: Last year I've invited my friends, like 30 people. I've always wanted to invite people on my birthday because I I want to spend it with my friends and family. And actually my birthdays are also for my friends, a kind of of tradition because the house is full of people, full of music, good intentions and some good food. I didn't know if I should organize a party this year, but I've organized it because I know that it would be a positive thing for me, but also for, for the others because It was something like a contrast to the day's reality.
1: Kaitan said being among friends on his birthday made him realize how alone he'd felt the past several months. He pointed out something I hadn't really thought about. A pandemic reality that must be jarring for any university student in their 20s. A time when you're usually meeting tons of new and different people and making some formative connections.
0: It's interesting fact but I actually didn't meet anyone new in this year because I was getting in the same friends group because there wasn't any possibility to meet someone new where on on a zoom how when you're studying at the university there is classes when you're talking about some topic but it's also about this cigarette with people after it's a metaphor not <laughs> You don't need to smoke cigarettes to talk with people, but it's about these interactions after, the, those interactions between. In a remote work, it's really technical because you've got the classes and then you quit Zoom. And that's all.
1: Yeah, there's no time to talk, gossip, yeah. catch up. This is the first time I've heard someone put it that way, but you're so right. <laughs> How are we supposed to meet new people in a year when we're staying in the social bubbles that we already know are safe?
0: I think that someone might say that you've got a Tinder or Facebook or uh, some social applications to do this. But uh, there's a people who want to do this traditionally. <laughs> I, I don't know. What.
1: <laughs> so as soon as the pandemic is over, what's the first thing you want to do?
0: Go to the party <laughs> and, and dance. <laughs>
1: Are you going to be DJing the party or you're just enjoying the party?
0: It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get to do that very soon. Gaitan, thank you so much for talking to me. I had fun. It's a pleasure. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Nageen Oliay, with Amy Walters, Dina Kispe, Oni Wohacha, Priyanka Tilbe, Ney Alvarez, Alexandra Locke, and me, Malika Bilal. Alex Roldan is our sound designer. Natalia Aldana is our engagement producer. Stacey Samuel is our executive producer. And Graylin Brashear is our head of audio. We'll be back.